Hi, and welcome to the Heights Baptist Podcast. My name is Lee, and I'm the lead pastor here at Heights. And we want to thank you for joining us, whether you are joining us on our YouTube page or on your audio podcast app. Uh, On our podcast, we have not only previous sermons that are preached, but episodes such as this that are designed to help you take just your next step of faith. And so we usually follow them up with the sermons that were just preached to kind of give us a little more deeper dive in our application of the text and maybe answer some of those questions that you could have had uh, from the sermon. So I'm joined today by our co-host and uh, podcast extraordinaire. Pastor Matt Hogan. Our, our Can I wor- put that on my resume? Podcast extraordinaire. <laughs> well, I was going to say worship <laughs> pastor and media and podcast extraordinaire. There so you go. I was uh, recently, we were in a meeting with some other folks and we were, they were discussing the podcast and someone said that I'm the one that always asks you the hard questions. <laughs> and then I just, you know, and, but I explained I'm kind of the host. That's right. That, <laughs> that's, the, that's the job. So. Well, and the, th- the reason why that's important is that that means you can come behind me and clean up anything that I got wrong. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> so we are, speaking of cleaning up, we're in a series still called A Beautiful Mess. Beautiful Mess. And this was we're almost at- done with A Beautiful Mess, but we're not almost done with First Corinthians. Right. Yes. So this last sermon that was preached uh, was the end of the Beautiful Mess series, and then we start relationship status, which will take us through the second part of chapter six through chapter seven. Um, and then I think probably this would be a good time, if I'm getting all my dates right, for any of our folks listening today uh, to remember starting next week in relationship status, kind of a PG-13 warning. Right. You know, because we are going to be talking about some biblical terms. Right. Uh, so probably the parents who may be listening in the car right now with their kids might want to read ahead. Right, you know. yeah, get, be, uh, understand where we're going because end of chapter right. six and, and through chapter seven, we're talking about um, honoring God with our bodies right. and uh, marriage and singleness and some of the guardrails that God's placed on that. And we're yeah. gonna, so we're gonna talk about some biblical terms and we're gonna talk about some, some real practical issues when it comes to that stuff. So depending on how old your kids are, yeah. if you haven't had the appropriate conversations to prepare them for some of the stuff we'll be talking about, just a heads up right. for parents. Yeah, we usually keep it PG. Yeah, usually. <laughs> yeah. But this will definitely be more of a PG thirteen. Right, right. We got to got to bump it up a little bit. So yeah. little little parental warning there. But today, um, this should be fairly PG. And this was a tough topic. You know, really, you get into chapter five, and we had the church discipline discussion and why accountability is important. Now today, we're going to kind of you know, come back off the sermon and maybe clean up any of my mess I created in the message uh, and discuss, you know, lawsuits and, you know, court systems and how as Christians do we, we approach those things? How do we interact with the legal system? Yeah, yeah, because the, the problem and, you know, in First Corinthians, Paul's often pointing out like a problem and then a solution for the church. And so the, the problem in chapter 6, verse 1 is when one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? And so what he's getting at in the chapter when he says that is it's kind of like a, like a how dare you? Yeah. How dare you take an issue that's within the church and go outside into the culture with it? Why are you not settling it yourselves? Right. Um, because he goes on to talk about, you know, in the end times, we as believers, we participate in Jesus, with Jesus in the judgment of the angels and the unrighteous. 
Uh, I know there's a ton of questions that we're, we're not covering on that one. Right. Future episode someday. Yeah. How does that really work? You know, um, I've always said, like, if 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 I get to choose in the millennial kingdom what I'm over, like, can I get the Caribbean or something? <laughs> <laughs> someplace tropical. So someplace tropical. Someplace warm. Yeah. A little, but not as humid as Houston. Right. You know, because yeah. I've lived up northeast and now down here, it's like you're either freezing or about to sweat to death, you know, so, so, you know, you have that. So he's kind of saying, if you have that kind of wisdom that God's given us to, to make that kind of application later, why can't you settle things yourselves as brothers and sisters in Christ? Right. And then he goes on to say, when we go out into the court system in in verse seven, and this happens, we lose. Right. You know, and I was thinking about that, like as a in litigation, there's a winner and a loser. Right. You know, if I sue you and I win the lawsuit, I win, you lost. But what Paul's making the point is, as believers, if we have to take it to the court, no matter who won the litigation, we still lost because an outside world's watching how we, how we deal with one another. So where do we go with this? Like, what, what did you find as far as maybe some application you were thinking through? Or, Well, I mean, like the reality, like you said, if you go to court, we've there in a sense we've already lost, right? Because we're because the the court system can be a very very ugly messy business, sometimes necessary, right? You know, and I think we'll talk about some places where I think it's important that yeah. we involve the legal system, where we involve the authorities, but it's often very messy, yeah. You know, and so yeah, if you're if you're a follower of Jesus and you're and you go into court and things get said and accusations get made. I mean, you are not building the other party up. You are doing right. everything you can, or maybe you have an attorney whose job it is, you know, to 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 tarnish their name yeah. as much as you can to try and build evidence for your side. So, yeah. so the the key I think is if it's a dispute that with a, with another brother or sister, you know, this this almost goes back into kind of the church discipline or the Matthew 18 stuff we talked about last week. Right. If you've got a legal grie- grievance, or let's call it maybe a business grievance, some kind of a, some kind of a civil grievance with somebody in the church, yeah. you know, before you drag each other to small claims court, mm-hmm. sit down, I would say, following the rules of Matthew 18, sit down one, just the two of you first, yeah. see if you can re- come to a resolution of the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I can think very, um, uh, just a few weeks ago, um, I needed to replace the water heater in my house. Mm-hmm. And so of course I called one of the guys in our church who, uh, who, uh, does construction has a handyman business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it, building relationships in the church, it's very common for you to have business practices right. you know, with people in the church. So I yeah. can totally see if something were to happen and brother Greg came over and did a great job with my water heater and then I didn't pay him what we had agreed, right. you'd have a problem there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, and if that were to have happened, I paid him by the way, right. I made sure to pay, I made sure to do good, but you know, and he did a great job. Yeah. Thank, thank you, brother Greg. Um, <laughs> but uh, if, uh, if something had happened, I'd been like, oh, I'm a little light this right. week, you know, maybe yeah. can I get you next month? Yeah. Or yeah. if there'd have been a problem there, right. then, then, then he would have had two options. He could have taken me to court, yeah. or he could have come to me first as a brother and said, hey brother, right. I need to get paid. You know, yeah. you need to make good on what you've agreed to. And then maybe I'd say, you know, there would be another step where maybe you bring in um, 
again, you know, sort of two or three others, right. maybe a pastor, maybe somebody in church leadership that can say, that can sit down and kind of act as a mediator mm-hmm. and say, let's see if we can resolve this in a, in a loving way, yeah. you know, that isn't going to involve getting the, le- the isn't going to get the legal system involved. Right. Yeah. Cause when Paul's talking about in the chapter, he's talking about being defrauded. So we can look at really, this is probably a business type thing. So let's talk about real quick when we need to involve maybe attorneys or law enforcement. And I think we really need to be very clear. This is not saying like you, if something criminally happens to you, right. you know, don't go to law enforcement. You know, as, as churches in, in different denominations over time, I think they've done a very bad job of if there's a sexual abuse allegation, maybe with, against a church member or a staff member, uh, there's been a lot of churches in various denominations, including Southern Baptist, that have said, we're going to handle that inside. In-house. Like, in-house. That's yeah. our business. We're going to take care of this yeah. ourselves. And so that would be a misapplication of 1 Corinthians 6. Yes. You know, no. You know, if that happens here, if an allegation comes against a staff member or, or you know, a, a church member, we involve law enforcement. Immediately. Immediately. We welcome the investigation. We in no way, shape, or form try to hinder that investigation because we want the truth to come out. And so this isn't preventing somebody who's maybe being abused spousally, physically, a criminal thing. No, that that's okay. You know, Paul's not saying don't, you know, go to court or involve law enforcement there. That would be a, a very misgrossed application here, I think, of the text. And so we need to point that out. But maybe what are some scenarios, I think, where, because we don't want to paint all lawyers in bad light. Right. <laughs> you know, like, so, so what would be maybe some, some practical ways where, okay, we, we might have to involve a lawyer or the court at some point? Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I was, I'm thinking immediately, like, again, kind of looking at the whole thing through the lens of church discipline mm-hmm. and through the lens of Matthew 18 yeah. that we talked about last week. I mean, hopefully some of these small minor things can get resolved person to person. Right. You know, again, I, you know, I, I just think that that, that that water heater is a great example. Mm-hmm. You know, if yep. for some reason I failed to to do what, what he and I had agreed on, right. he could come to me as a brother and say, you know, we got to take care of this. Yeah. That didn't work bring two or two or three other trusted people who love Jesus. If you're dealing with people that love Jesus, I I think you've got lots of options. Yeah. If you're dealing with the outside, right. You know, then that's kind of a a different conversation. What I would say is, you know, what would be really awesome is uh, if you knew somebody in your church or in your community, that's a believer, that's an attorney Mm -hmm. that was going to practice law in, in, in a, in a loving way. Right. You know, and we've got a couple of attorneys in our church that, that have been you know, wonderful to help help us get advice on on right. certain legal issues, and, yeah. and uh, there there is a way to use the legal system uh, to right a wrong that has been that's been uh, that's been made against you, yeah. and to not demonize the person, right, and to not tear them down yeah. and not try and destroy them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I think that's worth thinking about, right. you know, thinking of not just, you know, so not only when is it appropriate to use the legal system and maybe even in a, in a civil way, right. but also like, how are you using it? Yeah. Yeah. Because, and I think in business practices, if I'm setting up a business, it's wise to, as a Christian, to call an attorney, get some paperwork properly filed. Or if you and I are going into business 
partnership together, um, you know, maybe to have an attorney draw up a document for us that we could, you know, sign, you know, that, that's okay. That's not demonizing the person, like you said, or kind of dragging the other Christian to the, through the mud. Mm-hmm. You know, we ran into a situation um, where, let's see, trying to remember my dates, it was back in 2019 with uh, James was with a group, uh, a therapy group up in Pearland, you know, and they were based out of Colorado was the home base. It was a national group. And, and there were some things off in the billing with insurance. Uh-huh. And I had agreed to a copay that I wasn't getting billed with. What now? You know, and so I called them and they're like, oh, that's insurance. And I call insurance and they're like, oh, no, that's the therapy. But, you know, so right. it's back and forth, back and forth. But I had told the therapy place, I said, I'm not paying this bill until we get this resolved, right? you know? And they said, well, then we'll turn you over to a bill collector. Well, at, at that point, I'm like, what do I do? Because, I mean, I don't have the means to fight a bill collector. I'm trying to sort out, you know, this. So I did contact one of our attorneys here in the church, and I said, I might need your help uh-huh. if this goes to this step. And then she said, you know, yes, I can write this kind of a letter. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we thankfully never had to get to that step. But I think in that point, that's that's okay to protect yourself, you right. know, as a yeah. believer. Um, because again, I was trying to solve it without running to the lawyer first. Right. And I think that's what Paul's really getting at here is as much as you can in those civil matters, try all that you can mm-hmm. before you, you have to go that route. Right. You know, so... Um, I think that's a really good point that you bring up when it comes to, it's often a very wise idea to involve an attorney at the beginning of an agreement or a deal. Yeah. You know, if if you're going in, if you're working on a business arrangement or something, you know, get something written down, get it notarized, get it, get it in writing, you know, and if it's a contract, if it's something, you know, if it's going to be an ongoing arrangement, have somebody, maybe somebody in your church who's an attorney look over it um, because it's better to do that at the beginning of a relationship than to have to bring, bring an attorney in after everything goes sideways. Yeah. So, and here's the hard part, I think, out of this discussion is I don't think there's a one size fits all answer to all of our court systems (laughs) and issues besides criminally always go to the law. You know, always like, involve I mean, the appropriate you know, I think that, authorities. That, that's yeah. pretty clear. What about maybe family disputes? You know, family oh, that's law. A hard one. You know, that's a that's tough. Yeah. Well, how would we how would maybe navigate through that? See, that's where I'm asking you the hard question first. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> Again, I and I I've been in this situation, or I've I've had people come to me um, mm-hmm. with this question before, yeah. or I've, been, I've I've known friends. They were in this situation before where either they, they were married and the mm-hmm. and the marriage dissolved yeah. and there was a custody issue or um, they weren't married, they had kids mm. and, and they decided to split up. Okay. And sometimes that can be even yeah. trickier. Yeah, yeah. Um, because and, and what I have always counseled those people to do is get something in writing. Right. You know, that if if there's going to be a custody issue, yeah, you know, it's much easier to to it, it's 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 better to work that out with with an agreement that y'all have sat down and done in writing right you know and so maybe that does mean family court maybe that means you go to some kind of an arbitration mm-hmm. before you have to go to that level but yeah. you know you you sit down together and you work out you know who's got which days and right. how that's going to work because yeah. it's much harder 
and it, it's much harder, worse, and messier later on. You right. know, you don't want to be in a situation where, you know, where where the 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 mother or father of your kid, you know, throws them in a car and drives away to another state. Right. You've got nothing. You've got nothing you can do. Yeah, you got no something you know. on paper. And, so, so I do think you know yeah. maybe there maybe there are options. You know, because uh, because family court is incredibly messy. It's right. incredibly painful. It's hard. Um, and so I would, you know, maybe there are ways you can avoid right. having to go through that process, but I would say at the very, at the very minimum, you know, you work up out an agreement right. and, and maybe you have attorneys look at that agreement, yeah. you know, yeah. and maybe you take it at least to that level right. so that hopefully you don't end up yeah. in a yeah. messy family court situation. Right. Cause you could even between the two parties, you could just get it notarized. Like right. if they sat down and wrote it out, they mm -hmm. could go to a notary get it notarized, that makes it a legal document at that point. Right. You know, and, and so, okay, and I, I think that is good wisdom because either side you don't, you know, when you get to family court, unfortunately, sometimes it does get very messy because one is trying for custody more than the other. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm just going to put it bluntly. You have to show the person's not fit for the full custody you're right. asking for and the other person, you know, so that's where all the dirt kind of gets dug up. And, yeah. you know, maybe the kids have to testify and things and, and that's hard, yeah. you know. And so there, I think, are some, some ways um, that you can work those things out well, you know. So we, I, I think, again, because this passage is, whew, I mean, you know, and, and we have it pointed out, the the time Paul's writing in, it's a very Sue happy culture. Kind of like ours. Kind of like ours, you know, yeah. so the culture's not real different. I think that's sometimes so funny because we think, oh man, that's the Bible days and that was so old again and we're so much different than they are. We're like, no, we're not. I mean, like, read it. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty much You read us. First Corinthians and man, sometimes it feels like he's talking about 2021. Right. Like, and sometimes I'm afraid we've gotten worse than, than Corinth. You yeah. know? And I'm like, oh, they struggle with that now, but boy, would, would they show up and go, whoa, <laughs> like it's 2021 and you guys are still, you're, you're worse off than we were. But again, kind of thinking about how we might have to navigate this. And again, there's not a one size fits all answer on can Christians use the court system or sue. Um, let's talk about though, because again, the heart of the passage is how we treat people in this process. Right. You were telling me a, a good story uh, before the podcast on on a you know Chick Fil A and somebody else. Oh so, right, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I have a friend of mine uh, who's who's a worship leader and a and a guitar pedal builder that mm -hmm. I follow, um, and uh, he's got a podcast that I listen to, and he has in the in the last couple of years he has dealt with some cease and desist claims. Mm. Um, from a couple of different organizations, okay. and one of them was Chick Fil A. Oh wow! And then more recently, there was another, there was another very large instrument company uh -huh. that sent him a cease and desist. Okay. Uh, I mean, and the issue was basically a trademark. Okay. Um, he he has a pedal called the Chick Delay, um, <laughs> and he had this really awesome looking artwork that, yeah. that's that, that's like a that's a play on words of their logo. Okay. And so you know it has that C that looks right, like a chick. Right. Yeah. Um, and he got uh, an email and a phone call one day. <laughs> from an attorney and he, he, he just explained it on his podcast. Like this person was super nice. Huh. He bet, you know, the, the attorney called him up. He's like, look, I know this is not going to be fun. He's the, the attorney said, I, my whole full-time job is to call people up all day long that are using this, this letter C with the chicken and let them know that unfortunately, like that's our, that's our trademark and, and, and you're not allowed to use it. He's okay. like, a lot of times it's like mommy blogs, right? Right. you know, that the, yeah. he, he said, he, and he's like, and, and in, he made this comment that I thought was insightful. He says, you know, uh, my client Chick-fil-A always would rather make a friend than make an enemy. Mm. 
you know, mm. and I, and I just thought that was a that was an insightful way of using the legal system, right. but using it in a way yeah. um, that's going to treat the other person with dignity, value, and worth. Right. And he said that when he got the letter that said, you know, thanks for your time, thanks for you know resolving the issue, and of course the issue he you know he ended up needing to make different artwork for right. the pedal because right. you know artwork that didn't have the logo. Um, they, they had coupons for free chicken sandwiches <laughs> in the in in the in the letter, you know, yeah. from the attorney saying, you know, thanks for you know what we worked out. And then they did a podcast about it, and they did it from Chick Fil A eating chicken sandwiches, talking about <laughs> you know the experience. Um, he ran he ran into another issue um, a little bit later on mm -hmm. with a, a very large instrument manufacturer, and that was not the not that the was not word. the tone. Yeah, you know, it yeah. was the we're going to you know see you into the ground. Right. We're going to take every dollar you've ever made. Right. We're going to you know it was yeah. it was awful. Yeah, and so the compare and contrast between an organization and, and an attorney yeah. that's attempting to do this in, in a loving way, right? You know, in a respectful way. Yeah, versus you know a, a lawyer whose job is to basically you know just yell scream and scare yeah um, and so I just thought that was insightful that and is. I thought if if I ever if I ever needed to use an attorney right if or if I ever got a letter from an attorney that would be the letter I would want to get yeah someone who said hey let's see if we can make a friend not an enemy right yeah no that's good so the Lord's chicken wins again the Lord's chicken yeah <laughs> no that's good so I, I I think that's a good spot to really end to kind of encourage people if you have an issue with a brother or sister in Christ, not to, if you at all possible can work it out without having to involve the legal system, then this is again something outside of criminally. Right. Um, give it, give it that best go, you know, and, and if, if, if you have to, you have to at the end of the day, but that's shouldn't be our first response. Right. You know, and, and so, then think about your attitude and your conduct as you do it. Right. And, and maybe see if your work, see if you can find an attorney that's going to take an approach. That's a, no, that's a more loving, loving respectful, yeah. humane approach. Yeah, that's good. And then slip in some Chick-fil-A gift cards. You never know where it goes. Always. Right. You know, that's not a bad practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, go, we thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. If you have not hit the subscribe button there on your audio app or on our YouTube page, make sure you do that. And that will keep you current on all of our content when it is released. Uh, we are also on Facebook. If you'd like to click the like button on the Heights Baptist Church Facebook page. If you are in our area, we'd love for you to join us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 1030 a.m. Uh, here in the Alvin area. Uh, if you are not in our area, then you can join us online at the same time on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. 1030 a.m on our Heights Facebook page or our Heights Baptist Church YouTube page. So until next time, uh, we'll begin our relationship status uh, next week. I hope you have a great week. God bless.